0: Ready, aim.
1: There's too many. Anyone see my mammoth?
2: Ah!
1: Steppy! Hello! Hello! We are back for another Monday. Carlo, how are you doing?
2: Great, yeah. 100?
1: 100. Love it. 100 it is indeed 100 episodes um which i'll get onto more later on right uh what that means for carlo um and uh and what that means for me what 100 means nothing nothing literally nothing no um we'll get on to all of that later on as we progress through the show uh but it would not be Twitter ground if not for uh the opening segment of the week carlo what have you been up to in the last week? You know, uh,
0: played some games for the first time in a while, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. I mean, uh, three games at the club, two games over the weekend. Yeah, so I played five games the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to trying to be ready for trying to be ready for um, playing in the last chance of the US Nationals.
1: Yeah, last chance. <laughs>
0: uh I guess it's maybe like four weeks away now or something like that um i he, he, here's the point of perspective how long I hadn't played for uh in the first game, I couldn't remember what the max hand size was um I went to take letters for a second time and couldn't remember if you had to discard down to five cards or six cards so uh yeah you do well. Really on it. Really got really got prep for this US Nationals uh, locked tight and in the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, not knowing the hand size without uh, not going to throw it out there uh, too hard, but not knowing the hand size is pretty fucking worrying <laughs> for a man who plays and talks about the game so much. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So... I mean, before this week, you know, I. I played a few games online, but basically I haven't played in uh, over a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and and I, uh, I won't be playing again in person until US Nationals in a month's time. So yeah, I mean, there's a real chance that I will be the worst I've ever been at the game uh, when I turn up. So all, all great stuff. To be fair, Hello, Fred, uh, in chat, including uh, Fraz McDonald, who Fraser. has not been around for quite a long time, but, he has not uh, been around. Year.
1: Maybe he's a silent listener. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Fraser, as well. Uh, smashing it. Um, yeah, uh, it's of course, uh, the 4th of July today in America, as Stephen points out as well. So, uh, he, he's saying there that they're shooting off a load of fireworks celebrating our, um, our 100th episode in the US. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is a hundred episodes, uh, which is a lot of episodes. Um, it's not actually. So here's a good one for you. It's not actually our two year anniversary yet.
0: I was gonna say like we missed a couple here or there, so it feels yeah. like it's basically our two year anniversary. But how, yeah.
1: how,
0: how? When? When was episode one?
1: Episode one. Well, ah, right. So this is it, right? If I just tell you. That would be far too easy. So, I've actually compiled <laughs> a list of questions about Tourney Ground and the stats website, oh, wow. which I'll be throwing at you throughout the episode, right? So, so, this is the first question Do you know when the first episode of Tourney Ground was? It was roughly uh, two years ago. I'll give you that.
0: Let's go with oh, two years ago. You can have like. A... I, I don't know. Uh, let's say July the 10th. Oh, so
1: we like oh. one week out? Oh, no, within three days. So I'll give you that. It was July the 13th. Um, Okay. So as of next Monday, it'll be July the 11th. That's basically our two-year anniversary episode. Uh, So, yeah, over the course of the two years we've been doing this, we missed three episodes. Um, Now, that's a bit not true. Uh, We did actually run... I think we've missed four episodes, but we ran an extra one. Um, So, yeah, you know, give or take... Um, We've missed four. I'm pretty sure Mickey
0: Mickey messed up the numbers one week as well. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, 100. I had to. I, I did go back and renumber that one. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> okay, I was going to say. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if we're running on like the. There's just a, a gap somewhere where where an episode was missed or, or the same episode <laughs> so, is played. Yeah, like, same. I did do like, that.
1: No, well. I I did rename that once I realized I made the mistake. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. So crazy. Two years, 100 episodes. Uh three to four weeks break between um by the time we hit the two year mark yeah so amazing time and things have changed a lot since the uh, since those two years came about right um and i do mean a hell of a lot and we're going to look back at where we were two years ago and everything like that um but on the same vein carlo uh talking about tawny ground talking about the two years of your life you've wasted talking to me on a Monday. Um how many of our one hour to one hour and a half tourney Ground live shows have gone over the two hour limit? Over two. Yeah. Uh... more or less than half, I'll give you you know, give you that if you want to go try and work uh, it. Down. I've more more I've than half? More than half. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's been pretty standard to be over two hours for like the past year.
1: Okay, okay. I think that would yeah. be fair to say. So I actually compiled yeah. a list, right?
0: Okay, I reckon uh, of one hundred. I reckon
1: ninety-nine. Remember, we haven't done today's yet, so yeah. Okay, yeah, of
0: ninety-nine. <laughs> All right, that makes it. Yeah, of ninety-nine, I reckon sixty-six. Oh, okay, two thirds.
1: You'd be glad either. to know. You'd be glad to know there's a lot that nearly make the two hours but not quite go over. Uh, of the two-hour limit uh, that we kind of set ourselves a long, long time ago, which evidently limit. we ignore, 52 episodes <laughs> in total. Okay. Uh, which I'm sorry to... And most of the other ones, there's a there's a good proportion that sit around like one hour 50, one hour 40, that kind of mark. Um. That means that at a bare minimum you have wasted at least a hundred hours just on half nearly just over just over half the episodes with me uh, of a monday afternoon monday evening
2: yeah you've uh, got literally
1: nothing else to do with your life what what do we have to do to get them back i know right to
0: be fair to be fair when you put it like that it's a drop in the ocean by comparison to the hours I've wasted playing various various online games, various various pieces of crap Nintendo as uh, <laughs> as um, <laughs> as Lee Teddy likes to call it, you know, whatever whatever random little mobile always some kind of turn-based strategy thing has currently taken my interest as is it similar strategy game to play and uh, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm I'm literally just going to call you out here publicly. Is it Super, Super, uh, super Auto Pets? Auto pets. Yes. Yeah,
0: started playing that two weeks ago. I think I've clocked about 100
1: hours already. Oh, God. That's far too much. Um, and yeah. waiting for Virtue in chat, he points out the, uh, the best question, and it is actually the next question on the list, strangely enough. What was the longest episode? Roughly how long was it? And what were we uh... talking about? What was the content? Any information Let's that you go
0: think for, of? Uh, It's coming on four hours. So I don't think we ever made it to four. I'm gonna go like three forty or something like that. Okay. And I think it's gonna be either the 2021, either like previews or the actual release. Uh one of the two. We were definitely sat talking about units and unit cards went through like every single one of them. I'm I'm gonna go with 2021 release. Um, and I think it's, like, just under four hours. I don't don't think it broke four. Maybe it did.
1: So, here's a a good one for you. We have two episodes that broke the four-hour limit. Oh, God. I know, right? (laughs) That's fucking savage. (laughs) Um, And one of them, the longest one, pipping the other one, it was, like, four hours and six, I think, and four hours and eight, and the four-hour, eight-minute video is not actually... Technically, the season one release, kind of, is actually episode eighty one, which is uh, the first week into twenty twenty one season one. Um, which is is mental. So that is episode eighty one, which was the start of this year, right? So what we
0: were just talking about lists and what worked well and what yeah, didn't work, and just
1: the first week where it was, what was going on, just reviewing that very initial. Kind of where we're at. Um, crazy. So. Uh, but
0: the other one is the other one. The other unit, one. Unit, 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 total, total, unit recap, or like tactics cards recap, or something like that. The other
1: one was actually not. I'd have to get it up because I only recorded the data from one of. them. The other one was. Um, it was two weeks prior, episode seventy nine, where uh Poland got the twenty twenty two whatever releases where we saw a lot of the releases initially uh, in Polish right, yeah. uh, and we talked through them so it was a uh, 79 and 80 Translated one. everything live on stream <laughs> yes um, that was fun <laughs> oh god that was uh yeah that was really good fun <laughs> um, but yeah we've done some ridiculous episodes uh, like that as well Um Septic mushroom, I put them on while I'm at work and listen them while work. Yeah, I mean that would definitely help you get your work done because you definitely shouldn't be listening to us. In fact, you'd be so bored listening to us you'd rather do your work. Makes a lot of sense, Septic Mushroom. Um You wouldn't trade those hours for anything. You guys could take uh, consent to saying, Well oh, thank you, Stephen. Um <laughs> Dan says that that long four hour episode was ninety minutes if you take out me talking about free folk. Probably. Uh In fact, there's even 90 minutes of me talking about (laughs) it. All episodes of Tournament Ground. Uh, Yeah, so there we go. Anyway, there will be more questions coming up about the site and about some other things as we go through today. Um, But yeah, so... uh, I'll go through the news for this week. That was the news for this week. Um, We've heard bugger all yet again about anything. Um, However... We are now in July, Carlo. We are mm-hmm. officially in Q3. Do you know what's well, coming up? Well,
0: you say, you say nothing, but...
1: Yeah, okay, um, okay.
0: Didn't, didn't Asmodee release some models in UK this week? Well,
1: uh, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I right. honestly don't know. So, we have a, a slight problem here, is what do you mean by released? So... <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I think... I think. So the Welsh GT, Gadman, is the one who's most concerned about it. Yep. I believe he says that they were released last Friday and that they were sent out.
1: So, uh, officially, according to uh, Asmodee, we have seen Free Folk Heroes 2, Cassie Rock Guard, although I doubt that one heavily. Um, uh, Sorry, Night's Watch Heroes 2, the ever-living meme. Golden Company Swordsman, and then a mixture of the Greyjoy independent boxes, so Reavers, Bowman, and Harlow Reapers, uh, have supposedly all been released in the UK as of last Friday. Um, I know that some stuff was sent out, so Carly's saying there in chat uh, that Bowman was missing uh, for Greyjoys, and yes, Chariots were not present either um but we have now seen effectively the the ever-living memes of the hero box 2 is finally get released in the uk um which does impact the gt for uh the welsh happening uh next weekend not this weekend weekend after um so they will all now be available but chariots won't be um and uh yeah that's uh that is about the only news we've had and that's not yeah. Particularly big news for most people. It is big news for the UK though, because it does mean with these actually coming out now, we could probably be fairly certain that the delivery or the final order, whatever, will be in before the end of August. Which means that we can realistically be looking at them in September for the GT, right? The LGT. Um, Which uh, is the big thing, I think. Um, As well as, obviously, Welsh. So... Sorry, so
0: are you are you are you saying well I mean these are these are now released like people are saying that they're in, literally in their local stores right
1: the chariots and gradual Berman don't really matter because they're in the starter but chariots didn't make it by the sounds of it
0: but the rest okay, is. But like all the rest yeah. you know like are quite significant releases mm-hmm. definitely are now out and yeah. uh, and I think that the castle rock Honor guard is quite significant in that like mm-hmm quick turnaround from when we first saw them. Yeah, and even, the, uh, to be honest, the golden. I don't know Puppet if they're also... out in the US. Has anyone in the US ever seen one of them? I feel like I feel like we're actually glossing over this. This is, this feels like the first English language release of that unit. Like, it's been Polish released, right?
1: Yeah. The, Until... I guess the problem is, is that we uh, you know, because we knew about the Cassie Rock on a Guard before, they have been seen in English. Um, not released in English, as we know from what happened in the events in, in the US, but yeah, I don't actually think it's been retail release in English language yeah. as of yet, so... Um. Um,
0: Sounds of Doug, uh, well, I mean, yeah, like we say, the uh, the chariots seem to be missing, um, there are some sporadic claims that the Ironborn Bowmen are missing, but like, that doesn't matter because they're in the starter box, so it doesn't really make something released or not released, because they are 100% released. Mm-hmm. Um, it pretty much feels like the only thing is Martel's, right? Th- there's nothing in the release pipeline schedule.
1: Yeah, there's there's nothing. Well, there is there is some stuff in the schedule. Um, there's Martel's, obviously, is the so big
0: one. Golden Company Swordsman there, but mm-hmm. what about the elephants? Have elephants seen a UK release?
1: No. We haven't seen Golden Company elephants. Um, okay. We have not seen drowned men in the UK, I believe.
0: Uh, yeah, and Red Cloaks,
1: actually. And right? Red Cloaks, is the ever living, now the new ever living, ever living meme. Uh, I don't think Mormon Bruises hit the UK. Um, but no one gives a shit. So that's fine. Lanceport City Watch. Mm. They mm. might not be available. The Shadow Tower Spearman may not be available. Uh, UK also doesn't have Bear Riders. Um and it's dubious whether the Riders of Highgarden, the Highgarden Pikemen are released in the UK yet. Um, Greyjoy Hero Box Two, I believe, also not UK, and Black Tide Chosen, not UK. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. There is a yeah. list. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Weird. Yeah. So some of this stuff might come though, and it's just like delivery because we know this has been released. A lot of these things, it's just a case of shipping, shipments being missed or not actually released in the UK. Um, there is, uh, if anyone is interested, Tom Tyler has been trying to keep an updated list of all of the stuff that's been released or not released in the UK over on the Asomwise and Fire UK GT Discord. Um, so uh, Tom, I do believe, is trying to update that when he can. Um, the only real big one on there is the Drowned Men, of course, who aren't even on the app yet. Um they're the real enigma because at least everything else is officially recognised as being out, if not in the certain country of origin. Um but, but drowned men are not. Um so uh yeah, I guess that's relatively be big news. Um but it's not it's it's model, you know, it's model stuff, it's no nothing from anywhere else. Uh the list is also on page twelve it, Uh, document. Cool, Kieran. So he's got it in the uh, Welsh GT document as well. Um, We haven't heard a single peep out of Simon now for the entire of Q2. That is the damning evidence today, basically. And the thing that I wanted to say is that throughout April, March and... uh, Sorry. April, March? That's backwards. April, May and June... We have not heard anything from official Seamon channels except the social media page directly posting like actual things, which has been better than it has been previously, um, but no actual word from Michael or Fabio whatsoever during that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now entering Q3. We've got Varimar six skins due to come out. We've got Martels due to come out, and we've got... Something else that I can't remember. Ah, Targaryen's Heroes 3, because 2 was Blood Riders. Yes. Targ Tar- Heroes 3, uh, which is coming out Q3 as well. Um, I don't think there's anything more on that list. I think that's uh,
2: it.
0: No, yeah. Seems, seems about right. Mm-hmm. Um, when can we expect that? If you're doing the Golden Company route, I, feel like, I feel like those things really could be just around the corner. I mean, like, at least. Somewhere two, in the world two to three I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying in the. UK. yeah uh, I'm saying somewhere I think
1: I think it would be fairly fair to say that we're probably going to see the first Martel stuff in August. Uh, I think we might start seeing Martel leaks or Martel units start appearing maybe in China, maybe at the end of uh, this month. I doubt it, but I think if we look at August, I think it would be fairly reasonable to say that by the end of August, we'd have seen something from Martel. If the Q3 deadline is going to be hit, so um, yeah, that, that's good. That's good news, you know. Uh, they'll be sold on yeah. Russia, not Russia, anytime war games uh, in the near future, hopefully.
0: I'm not wildly excited for Martels. I know that that's a bit You've heresy for a lot of people.
2: Yeah,
1: but. it's. I think. A, the thing is, it's not your, it's not your thing, right? It's not a, not your aesthetic, and b, you've not read the books, right? So you don't give a shit about them, because <laughs> uh, they're in the show, they're literally not relevant. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I can understand why you're not that bothered. And realistically, the only reason people would be bothered is if there was some indication that there was a mechanic in there that would be interesting to play, and because we don't know a single thing about them we can't get excited for a mechanic, right? Um Yeah. So Yeah. It is what it is really. Um Yeah. So just remind me, Carlo, what's your favorite faction in the game? Lannister. Lannister still?
0: Yeah, I mean like Okay. What to play or No no no, just just, know, just just like,
1: just checking. Uh, you know. Just checking. I was uh That might be relevant later, if I can remember how to do it or do my thing. So, um, news-wise, that's where it's at. Uh, Now, other news-wise. So, this is news-wise according to Tony Ground. um, We obviously have next week where Carlo will be here. um, And then we're going to have a period of time where no Carlo, which is going to be brilliant for everyone on the show because everybody can get unadulterated Mickey, no filter, no filter hashtag let loose um <laughs> no that isn't going to happen necessarily there will be still episodes of tourney grounds to come and enjoy um but we are going to mix things up a little bit try some different stuff and um i suppose this is the point where i'm meant to say there's news about upcoming tourney grounds coming to you soon the announcement of the announcement isn't is this, is this how you do it Is how you build hype.
0: I think that's how Seaman do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. Announcement of an announcement. There will be an announcement at some point regarding an announcement. There you go, done. Uh, No, we are gonna we're gonna look to have some other guests on the show uh, while carlo has gone. Gonna look uh, closer to home for myself, actually, Um, and we're gonna look to get some some different things on uh, on a Monday. And we're also going to look much further afield than, than simple Carlo over here. Um, maybe making a trip to uh, a country known as Brazil, I think they call it. Um, looking to get some of the the guys from over there to be on. Uh, maybe some US players or US painters. Um, maybe looking at some creators in the uk we'll see uh so lots of interesting stuff that i've got planned coming up uh assuming that people read discord messages which as it turns out doesn't happen uh is it my missus no uh,
0: yeah i love that comment doug
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it's uh no <laughs> if it's anything like my uh my conversation with her just before she took the dog out before turning ground um Uh, she doesn't understand why I waste my time doing this and doesn't quite understand why I have to take up space with so many boxes. So the idea of getting her to come on and talk about the game is... uh, RIP! (laughs) Um, So, there will be things like that happening in the future as well um, while Carlo's gone. We'll obviously cover that at a later date as well. Uh, But just so you guys know. Um, All right, then. So, back on with some questions, Carlo. All right? It's been yep. a long time. Okay? And we've talked about... Since we started this episode, or...? I mean, any conversation with me since the start, it's been a long time. Um, going back to talking about episodes of Tony Ground and the two-hour time limit. Alright? Do you know the first episode that went over two hours... Real curveball for
2: you. Mm. Uh, let's go
0: with. Uh,
2: I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume that there was a guest on. Okay. Okay.
0: Normally, normally guests do kind of extend the time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it maybe? Were we talking? Oh, I don't know. Could, could have been talking about Visions and Flames, like way back in like uh, 2020.
2: Okay.
1: Believe it or not, it is uh, one of the fir- It's the first episode, 2021, right? Uh, it is episode 24 as our first episode where we went over the two-hour time limit, uh, why one minute and five seconds, and uh, we were talking about game modes, uh, specifically choice of game modes and Mm. things like that, uh, in relation to where things were back then, with the old version of the site. Hmm. Back in January 2021.
0: Many, many a moon ago. Mm. Yeah, I always feel like there used to be a question which came up a lot, and I feel like it comes up less often now, mm-hmm. and it was things like, "What terrain do you deploy in this game mode?" or, or like, "How do you deploy for this game mode?" or some of that. And yes. I always think, I always, I always used to say, and still think now today, like, that's that. There's no one size fits all. There's no, there's no single answer, and so. Yeah, I don't. I I always, I always avoid such a question.
1: I think the it's actually strange because I think before the game modes were so dependent, but because lists were so, you know, we're talking now back back all the way to one point six, the way that lists were built meant that certain terrain was just objectively better. Um, Mm. like in one point six, we never saw woods basically ever because they were pointless waste of time. Hedges have been irrelevant since the birth of the game. Um, we saw we saw, we saw, a lot of stakes. We've always seen stakes because of suiciding and the, the powerful that has. Certainly with Stark Dogs back in the day. Um, Palisades have always been good for charge blocking, which we've seen before. Um, even walls have been used um, to some extent. But the real three pieces of terrain that we see the most have got to be the Bog, the Courts Pilot, and of course the Weirwood. Um, the three... First of all, biggest pieces of terrain that aren't forests for complete irrelevancy. And um, and yeah, people like the morale effects, of course, Piles and Weirwoods. And they are, you know, we talk about it quite a lot, Carlo. And I think a lot of players, they like random terrain because it means people don't pick those. Uh, but I do think they're a little bit of a noob trap, uh, those particular pieces of terrain. Um, in that they, a lot of people like them because they're easy. It's like, oh, plus one, oh, minus one. They counter each other out. It's basically play with no terrain. Ah, doesn't sound good.
0: I, uh, I do think that as as the game has moved, as, as 2021 has progressed, as season one has also progressed, <laughs> um particularly uh the reduction in scoring um and the move to just like a more more of a fight first fight first score vps later mentality that there are some lists out there now which are starting to just like have dedicated deployment like formats right formations Mm -hmm. almost you could call it um irrespective or almost irrespective of their opponent and almost irrespective of the game mode um i do think that that is that has quite negative connotations like i do think that that has removed a large part of the interactivity of the game the skill of the game um when like deploying is no longer a like matching up of units versus units but more just like this is the formation i will i will go and like mm-hmm. and i'll just make sure that everything's in my man's bubble or like i'm just and or you know on the on like that drogo cavalry side just like i'll just deploy in the middle and i'll go whichever way like the the kind of like the table dictates or the game dictates Um i think that uh that didn't used to happen not in my experience and now it's happening more and more and more mm-hmm. Uh, more and more people are like have already decided how they're going to deploy before the game even begins, and um, and I, I I think I think that's negative. But mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not the end, end of the game. It's not the end of the world. But uh, not forcing people to come out and play the mission, um, I think, has had uh, negative conversations on the game as a whole. There's a
1: there's definitely been a strange, and I do think this is actually. Um... This is a a symptom if you will or an unintended side effect of reducing commander scoring has meant that you can't really uh me and you say this a lot and it's one of the things i talk about on discord a lot in that really playing the objectives is not something you should be looking to do in the early game because and you see this a hell of a lot actually in that people try and play the objectives early they risk their position and then they basically get tabled and lose um or what you should be doing is looking to pay like a cagey start into like minor control maybe one vp around or something it doesn't matter if you drop down if you then capitalize on your opponent's bad movement uh to try and gain those extra points knowing you then you're going to score more points by killing them and then later turn board control right two two vps on round two doesn't really matter if i'm scoring three vps on round six from controlling all three objectives um because the game probably won't end before round five anyway so Mm. who does it what does it matter if you're scoring those extras um And this was actually evidently clear in the game me and you played at the weekend, right? Which ended up being a narrow victory. Um, But basically it it turned into an absolute slaughter fest with both of us scoring virtually nothing from VPs. And then it ended because I was able to be in a better position than you relative to the board uh, on secret missions. And ultimately that game could have gone either way depending on the missions that came out and the order of those things happening. Um, But that was entirely down to so many factors that were nothing to do with missions it was entirely down to combat roles you know morale roles fighting that led us there um not really the mission objective scoring really um so yeah i think it's uh it's a big thing and as a result i think terrain matters more because you're looking for terrain that allows you to fight more um and you know you're setting that up to have these advantageous positions um Yeah, I think it's a side effect. I think if they made us go back to 1.6 game modes with the unhomogenized deployment and things like this that we see now, and then almost maybe you could give us commander scoring back, maybe you don't even need to. I think you're more likely to see objective play used on the old missions than you are with this 10-inch deployment. Everyone can control objectives really easily. Um, There's no point, just fight. It's it's better. so yeah, and as a result, deployment becomes formulaic as well because you're looking for matchups and how do you guarantee a matchup? Where well, you deploy your matchup later on than your opponent. <laughs> so yeah, you 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 know it full well with your Drogo list, don't you? With your cavalry, deploy three cavalry basically in the middle of the table, and then your last drop is which side am I going to push on with the Stormcrow Mercs? Um, start players do it with dogs. Deploy two dogs at the start of the start of the Deployment zone and see where the battle takes you from there. Um, Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, the game has changed. A lot in that regard. And also hasn't, you know, uh, one of the things that definitely hasn't changed. For those of you who use the site a lot, you'll know that there's fancy new graphs on the site. Um, And this is, uh, Carlo was pointing this out to somebody the other day. Uh, one of the nicest things that we can look back and say. So I'll just look at. Oh, nice watcher. Miles had a free fragment. Wow. Mounts are still top. Um, but we can finally see activation counts on here. And what can we still say about activations?
0: That seven is the most popular?
1: Yep. And what that is bar.
0: better? <laughs> nine. Nine is the best thing in the game?
1: Yep, nine or ten. Like, it. We are still seeing, with the data, simply the more activations you have, the better. Um, except, in one case, right? There's one faction where that's not true. Not fully, um, anyway.
0: Barrers. I think um, maybe also for Lannisters. I think it might maybe. be a little
1: bit for Lannisters. But with Baratheons particularly, um, sevens do actually tip eights quite convincingly. Um, I say quite convincingly, it's enough to say that it's not a it's not a drop, like we see with other factions um, and the Sevens get played a lot more. Lannisters have it but it's like insignificant, right? If I remember rightly. Oh no, it's Lannisters who are the bigger change not uh, Brathians. So there you go.
2: Play
0: more 5-2. Yeah. For sure. Definitely don't play 5-2. So, um 4-3 has like a 10% better win rate than 5-2 five, five, five does in yeah. nearly all factions. So you
1: know when we change those NCU oh. activation uh, rules?
2: Hmm. It is interesting. Like, I do think that I do think the
0: NCU pass activation pass had more effect than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. The effect being that the second player the second player now nearly always passes with their second NCU. Yep. But that now means that there are two NCUs and two two zones left. Um and 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 those zones don't need to be taken in a hurry anymore no. because there are as many zones as there are NCUs. So it does empower things like assault orders or other zone replacement effects. Um you no longer are forced to basically fill the board at the start of the round um i do i don't i don't think that it's i, I don't like it I, I i don't think it's a positive change it's a very uh, it, it's a very fake change um but maybe i'm just stuck in my ways uh i actually generally preferred it before but hey you know, like it 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 is it is what it is. If I if I don't want it to be like that, then I can just activate my second NCU and go on the board. Yeah. Uh, I also think that it further empowers the person who's currently playing first. So it basically makes the 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 going last into going first an even more powerful like turn flip basically. Mm-hmm. So if you can hold on to your ncu in your opponent's turn when they're going first not lose that turn effectively take the last activation and then move into a new round where you're better off than they are then um then, then i think that you really can put people under a lot of pressure but uh yeah you know like hey you just you just deal with it
1: yeah yeah you do you just deal with it um It's interestingly because it uh, really, really,
0: really, really—it hasn't helped two NCU builds. It's just changed the dynamic of the three versus three NCU game, Mm -hmm. Uh, not in a positive light, in my opinion. But you know, that's just my opinion. Um, Yes, uh, it definitely—you know—it has not improved the two NCU versus three NCU win rate, Mm -hmm. and it never will. No change to to the sixth NCU ever will. Because it only affects the three versus three matchup, and it affects both players equally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the big one for me is that free folk do actually post a very strong win rate with the nine seven two split. I can explain that with the with the deck, you know, with the way that free folk want to play, it makes a lot of sense. But again, we're talking about a nine a nine activation list here at seven two. Uh, it's free folk you know having those extra activations they're always going to get those activations anyway people overwhelming the board Uh, it doesn't surprise me but if you probably eight activation at two ncus you see a massive drop in your win rate like absolutely huge um it's it's a 17 percent drop dropping from 972 to 862
0: which... Rather 7-2 activation isn't on the graph for Starks, it's because it doesn't make it into the top five. Yeah. It shows the top five most popular, and it shows the top five win rate. Mm-hmm. So if it's not on the graph, it's off the bottom of the graph. So you can assume that it's worse than the worst.
1: Or at least not popular. Um, and that's the thing, is that, like, I think, which is actually very interesting... You look at the activation play rate, the nine builds don't make it onto the play rate lists in terms of how often they're getting played. But the nine, six, three makes it up there in terms of win rate, in terms of what's doing well. It's, it's not even getting played that much and it's doing well. Um, the eight, the eight, five, three, that which is, you know, the majority of the Eddard style lists we see does very well. Um, but yeah, and again, six, four. I'm guessing that's Edard or Brynden Tully Outrider running the cavalry style, just hit them hard lists, which we see that Baratheon run. And they're still not doing that well, they just still sub 50% win rate. Um, they're just better than the other options, which is sad. Um...
0: For the win rate one, there is there is a second qualifier, which I think <laughs> is like, it has to have 8 games played or something like that, because there was like a couple of lists that like had been like formats that hadn't been played once and they had like a 100% win rate and it just like screwed the graph up. So, you know, like just, I just cut anything that didn't have like eight plays ever, right? Like what you have to do is been played eight times ever for, you know, for like each game to only be 12 and a half percent change
2: each, each one. Um, yeah.
1: Neutrals sitting at 7 and 6. And you wonder why neutrals are having a problem. <laughs> um, interestingly, I mean, this is this is sad. This is real sad. Both of the 7 activation lists have been played an equinom... Um, like, roughly equal number of times. And look at the <laughs> difference in play win rate. With a fi- nearly 60% for the 4-3 and a 30% for the 5-2. Oh my god. Want to shoot yourself in the foot? Change that last unit that you had into an a uh well that last NCU you had, save a point elsewhere and change it into a into a unit on the board and you just tank your win rate right by thirty percent. Um that is that that's actually ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. That 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 is that's a stark contrast. I think I think the only neutral build and and, and it is doing well is doing more than fifty percent win rate well, uh not a huge wild number of results though. The only one that's having any impact is like double flight men, three NCU's, whatever else left you can afford, right?
1: Um, uh, two cutthroats is quite popular, I think. If yeah, you do, depending on the mix of NCU's, uh, you pick yeah, up. Bruce,
0: and... Bruce normally. Yeah, commander. You know, yeah. Why not? Like he does, he does combine well with that. Uh, and you know, it, it it can be quite impactful. Um, What's what if Tom you, Tyler ran? You know, and it, it yep. does well.
2: So. We'll see if he takes it to the Welsh GT and
1: how far he goes. Indeed. Indeed. Um, all right, then. Is it time for a new question? Is it time for a new thing, right? Based on what we've just been discussing. Okay. So we talked about games. We talked about factions. Um, do you remember what the final spread of ELO was? On the old version of the site, so this is when 2021 end, uh, started. Basically, do you remember what the final spread between the top and the bottom factions, or the top and bottom commanders, was? So
0: 2021 or
1: 1.6? No, no 1.6. When 1.6 ended,
0: what 1. was the maximum 6. spread? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with so oh, at one point. It was 220, but I don't think it finished at 220. I think it finished at like 180, plus 180, minus 140, I want to say. So I'm going to say a spread on the commanders of 360. Okay. Faction-wise, okay. I think it was probably... It wasn't the worst, because it didn't end at its worst spread. No. I think it ended
2: at, like, plus 90, minus 50.
1: So, at the end of 1.6, we saw Targaryens sitting at 62 at the top, with three folks just behind at 57. And at the bottom, which faction was it, or which selection of Uh, unit choices? I can't really call them a faction. Neutrals. (laughs) neutrals. <laughs> neutral. of course it's neutrals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 62
0: for a long time.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh minus 62 at the bottom, so it was a, it was a gap of about 120 um between factions. Okay. You were right saying that it was indeed Mother Dragon's up at 220, 226 to be precise at the end, uh with Howland just okay. creeping in at 200 uh, and 1. And who was the poor sod at the bottom end of the rating table with a minus 128 rating? Tywin Lannister. No, Tywin was at minus 120. He wasn't quite as bad as this other guy. I mean, he's still shite. You were right thinking Baratheons.
0: A Barrett, uh was it was Stannis Wondru King?
1: No, it was Rightful heir. It what, was oh, right. what, Dan- King tried his yeah. hardest, but he uh, yeah, yeah Rightful heir. Really. Uh, so the difference was about 240, 250 points by the end, when you count for the the uh, change. 300, 340. 3, 3, uh, three 40, 350 actually, when you count for the the, the digits. Um, it's a pretty big spread. Uh, I mean that was over, well, that was over, as you well know, significantly less games than we've now seen in the current rankings. Okay, yeah. significantly less. Uh, the current rankings, you probably know these anyway, but let's test you on it. You're, he's probably just going to look them up, guys. We know he cheats on these things. Uh, <laughs> what is the current top commander and rating currently?
0: Uh, it's definitely Mance. Um, he's dipped down recently. I think he dipped just below 100 the other day. I think he, I'd, I'd call it like 98.
1: Reverse the digits. He's actually at 89 right now. Um, okay. We
0: yeah. Dipped further than I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even lower.
1: Big dip. Uh, Night's Watch have been on a, a big resurgence. Um, and the lowest commander in the game. Believe it or not, I will give you this tip bit for free. It's not a neutral commander.
0: Not neutral. Oh, uh, I think, um. It's Greyjoys, and Greyjoys are bottom yeah, as a faction. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think it's either Asher or Victorian. It is
1: indeed Asher Greyjoy. Asher Greyjoy coming in at minus something really sad for Asher. Uh, I think it's minus 80. That's right. Double check the number because I didn't write the number down. Minus 73. Um, so, yeah, pretty sad. So that means an overall total distance of um, well 90 to minus 70 what, uh hundred and sixty? Which as we spoke oh, about is half the thin- range that it used to be. Half the range. So this is twice w- as balanced. Yes. <laughs> this is absolutely terrible use of the site. The game is now twice as balanced as it used to be. That's how it works, isn't it, Carlo? That's exactly Perfect. how it works. Oh, oh. <laughs> um yeah, no, obviously that's not how it works. Uh but there you go. That's just it shows you the difference though. And this is using a hell of a lot more data than the old version of the site, right? So I'm not saying the old site was inaccurate, but if we're any more sure of a data set, this is more assuring. It's had more time to mature, more games to mature. Well,
0: more, more the point is, is like there is there is no questions that like no. it doesn't just need more results to no. get to the same difference that it used to have, because it has more results and has not reached the same, yeah. the same variance. Also, you know, like, comes back to this idea that, like, you don't need to just play more games to be higher rated as a player either. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to win more often, right? Like, the commanders and the players effectively work in the same way as each other. These commanders have played more games than they have in the past. They're not higher rated than they were in the past because their win rate isn't as good as it was in the past. And in the same way, to get them higher rated, their win rate needs to go up. And a player, if you want to get your own win rate, uh, your own ELO up, your win rate needs to go higher. Not. You need to play more games.
1: Yeah, I mean, by definition, you do need to play some games in order to increase your win rate. <laughs> yeah, but, there, uh,
0: but yeah, not more games. There's a barrier of like you <laughs> yeah. will not be world number one from in playing games. five games.
1: No. it's um. The, if for anyone who is interested like genuinely if they were i know that in chess people try and do like a race to 200 uh 2k or something like that race to 2.3k 2. 2.8 i know hikaru does a load of stuff with his twitch uh speed runs that he does to get into certain elo levels um if you think of it like you challenging the best players on the site consistently with the worst commanders your maximum ELO change you're realistically gonna see is between like 40 to 45 points probably, which means if you wanted to gain from 1500 to get to what is currently the best Carlo, which is who? Uh,
0: thinking Miguel. Yes. Back to Miguel again. Yep. Back to Miguel. Who? 2030
1: he... something. Yes. He's actually at 2030 now. Do you know what his peak rating was?
0: 2065.
1: 2066. Oh twenty sixty eight is it I could call it twenty fifty now which means so to get to twenty fifty from a fifteen hundred rated player you'd have to play in the borderline region of probably ten to fifteen games it'd be fifteen games right is it say higher
0: i mean uh... Once you're, once you're 2,000 yeah. rated, you can't be earning 50 points a game anymore because no, there isn't anybody higher rated than you to play is the problem, right? You could so, earn like
1: 25, though, from a crushing, which is yeah, you could still earn 25. equivalent.
0: Also, specifically, you know, they have to be crushing wins. Uh, yes, they have to be yes, crushing wins to in the best players in the, like, on the
1: rankings. But you, you could, in theory, do it by picking Asher every single game or whoever ends up being like lower that week, and playing 15 games on the bounce against the best players in the world and crush them every single time, yep. you could yep. get you'd to the, the top, top page. page without a doubt. In you'd 15 in games. So, yeah. and in 15 games,
0: you'd probably be 2k rated plus.
1: Yeah. If you did that with 15 games, and you were beating like not just, of course, one player, you'd have to beat quite a few of these players on this list, because if you beat
0: one... Yeah, because if you saw 500 <laughs> ranking points off Miguel, then he's not a high-rated player anymore. <laughs>
1: So. Uh, yeah, uh, if you're beating people with that level of consistency over fifteen games, you probably are pretty good, especially considering you're probably using the worst faction in the game. Um So yes. The spread is not too bad. Um Mr Matt says uh Ash's commander cards are bad and Greyjoy's faction is one of the hardest to play well. A large proportion yeah. of this building is compensating for terrible defenses. Yeah, I I actually think the biggest thing for me, when I this build and when I play against Greyjoys, the biggest thing that Greyjoys suffer from now actually is partially their own kind of shitty card deck on like the, the effects are good but, good. but the effects are like decent. The problem is is that you can barely ever play the cards. And that's just that's like old Bratheon, right? Old Bratheon had these great cards and it was like, but I can never play them and it's like, yeah. Fuck you. Um and the other biggest Asher, Asher is the
0: poorest man's version of Mance that ever existed. Yeah. You know, like well, if War you try on a play card. Asher, then like it's literally like, why aren't you playing Mance free folk? Like
1: Warcry on a card but, is the worst thing in the world. Like, yeah, I don't like, understand why Warcry is on activation for a start when it's the card version. That is literally the worst. What the second ability
0: is? I forget if it's Dauntless or Stubborn Tenacity or something like that, right?
1: Stubborn Tenacity.
0: It's significantly worse than Counter Strategy, right, than Mance has. So even inside Rally Point and her attachment, like, she's worse than Mance. Now, if you look at her three cards, they are wildly worse than Mance's. Yeah. When you look at the base decks, it's wildly worse than the Free Folk one. Not every single card in the Free Folk deck is incredibly easy to play, but there are just, like, a handful of Absolutely top tier cards. Then, when you look at the unit selection, basically the free folk are winning in the four point category, which is the only thing that Greyjoy's really have going for them is that their trappers are good and that their archers are good, their bowmen are good. I but think like, if you... literally, literally raiders, trappers and now very specifically Chariots, Chariots also going into that, but the yeah. Trapper buff, the Trapper buff, and the addition of Chariots means that like nobody beats Free Folk in the four-point category anymore. The only thing, the only thing that the Greyjoys have going for them is their under-costed yeah. and really it's only Asher, who's like significantly under-costed, which means that if you're playing Asher Commander, you didn't even get Asher. And yeah, like and and and, and who cares? Because under attachments are still just okay. Right? Like good attachments are still just mediocre.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, whereas under units are game breaking. So yeah, I think I think uh, my my personal my personal gripes with uh, Greyjoys after having tried to get them work was just like, honestly, I'm just like, why would I not play Free Folk? Like, I'm just worse version of Free Folk.
1: The problem that we've seen as well, and one's and kind of points it out with Traps as well, Traps are not a Greyjoy counter unit at all. They are not a counter Greyjoy unit whatsoever. But the problem is, is that, don't be wrong, they're a good unit and power is relative, right? If they're better, then you still take them. The point is, you don't put traps in your list to counter Greyjoys. But they do counter Greyjoys. Like, a lot of the stuff that Greyjoys want to do is being countered, not just by free folk, but by how people are playing the game at the moment. Like, fundamentally, do you want to start engaged with a unit unless you're winning the engagement? No. Then all of these Greyjoy cards that start engaged, they're bad because they don't happen. Do you want to be blowing people up with charges? Yes. So how do you set that up? Well, you have things like Barry Block and other things that stop people playing defensive cards. So what is Dead May Never Die? Suddenly becomes useless. Um, you have around, like, oh, I've got a five morale bubble. At this point, who gives a shit? I'm used to dealing with Night's Watch. They have a five morale base unit, not even a bubble. So I have to get round playing against five plus morale anyway. So this is not new. This is not difficult. This is not counter to what I'm already trying to do. At which point, the only thing that Greyjoys really bring about, and I do believe it's the only thing, is sometimes they can say, ha, huh, I've got five morale with a two-plus armor save unit of Iron Makers. And you go, sure, but you're infantry, and I'm used to dealing oh, with champions of the stag.
0: also called champions
1: of the stag. Yeah, I'm used to dealing with champions of the stag who I can't maneuver <laughs> around. So, like everything that exists in Greyjoys is being done elsewhere, but it's being done in a different way, not necessarily point-effective way. I actually think Greyjoys do probably a lot of these things more point-effectively, but the counters yeah. are already there, and that's the problem. Um,
0: yeah, and, and the various things they do, they're, they're, they're kind of like not the best at any one of them. Uh, they can probably do it for the cheapest. Though, even though they... <laughs> kind of like have more moving pieces and more viable different strategies they can play incredibly like spam armies nine activations uh, either you know they can play nine activations like in a seven two or a six three or they can play it with uh um they can play it with relentless you can even play you can play a meme uh, with Dagme and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like grab extra activations off of off of uh, coordination tactics of it but uh, then on the other side of things you can play hardened you have uh, you have um, Baylor black tide you have some incredibly tough units you can play a panic-based game I've seen you know people play very um, very sustained based games with Ramsey and uh, um, silence Men, Ramsey Silence Men being like a very panic-heavy um, sustain unit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron, bear on the Blind, also really helping to build into the sustain. Yep. But really, whenever I see a faction that has multiple viable builds, you know, like multiple ways that it can be built, and then no one arcing like or like basically like two list pairing as like there's this and this complements it then effectively basically what you're saying is is it doesn't have any one really high level play strategy because that's why people are still searching around and playing all sorts of viable different things yes they're all viable and yes they all can win on any given day um but they're not repeatable and they're not Not the best at what they do Mm -hmm. because somebody else is and they're using it repeatedly.
1: Yep. Uh, It is interesting to note though that if you are playing NCUs with uh, Greyjoys, um, you de facto should be playing Wendermere. Wendermere is the best NCU in the Greyjoy base. Obviously, we're not talking uh, neutrals here. the best thing you can put on the board is Wendemir. And I think every Greyjoy player here uh, will sit here and say, yep, yeah, that's amazing. I was wrong. Originally, I said I wasn't sure about Wendemere. Um I was on the fence massively about him storing up these tokens to use them at a later date. Mainly because I didn't believe that you could take the tempo losses that they afforded you. But actually with the change in 2021 and the, in 1.6, I don't think Wendemir would have seen nearly as much success. Um, nearly as much. But in 2021, I do believe that he's suitable. Um, and yeah, yeah. Roger Carlo was my personal favorite NCU and he does make it second on the list, which I'm fairly happy with Like the card draw and the ability to actually search the cards is pretty useful. But um, But yeah, Eric, though, as we know, Eric did a while trying really hard to good good do a good job. He is the worst NCU by 80 points off Wendermere. 80. If you are picking Eric Ironmaker NCU as your over
0: over over Wendy
1: over Wendemere, that is a significant and I do mean noticeably significant decrease in your win rate. Like just direct. It's I would go as far as saying that in nearly every single list it is a mistake. Um
0: I think that um I think that um I think that people have a lot of people have moved into quite a non pillage base. Um Basically, like format for the faction as well. Like, there's only maybe one unit that they'll revolve around pillage, um, because, and, and that really devalues Eric, and 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 partly partly the fact that like it's a self-repeating process that like Eric only includes himself in really high pillage lists and really high pillage lists are not the ones that are performing that highly. Um, you know, archers, basically bowmen. I always call them archers, bowmen being a pillage giver rather than like actually having pillage on themselves as one of their better performing units versus like basically focusing around like maybe one seven point unit or even the use heavy use of neutrals Mm -hmm. um even though like when it first came out and the faction first came around and it had no cavalry and it was supposed to be like all oh, like this Greyjoy thing of like, hey, they've got these pillage mechanics and like their deck only works with pillage cards and all these like stuff like that. And everybody was like, ah, oh, surely Greyjoys don't work well with uh, neutrals then. It's like, no, like Greyjoys actually are really, really synergistic with neutrals because they do not want to be um, overly reliant on pillage and basically played men, are still the best unit that Greyjoys can pick most of the time, you know. Um, Should we... And yet, there's, the and neutral... yet there, there's a ludicrous amount of people who play with zero NCUs. Zero, zero, zero points. Points neutrals.
1: Should we see that's, what the win crazy. rates look like?
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a wild guess that the 16 to 20 is the best win rate.
1: It's actually not, It's the 11 to 15 just tips it out by like, what, 0.3%? So like tiny, tiny percentage differences, um, but the sixteen to twenty and the eleven to fifteen are by far the highest. Zero points of neutrals is the worst thing you can do, yeah. And it's the most common. <laughs>
0: yep. um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If, uh, I don't think Jesse's trolling. Uh, I think, I think, I think when he says so, Jesse says so. Greyjoy is a balance then. Um well funnily enough I, I agree. Like uh grey joys are balanced, like they are quite internally balanced. Um they don't I, I still don't think that their commanders are that balanced. They're not as imbalanced as some. Um I still have very distinct ones that I would play and wouldn't play. Uh but you know what, I, I think I think that they are more closely packed than than some other some other factions are, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think it's actually right to say that basically a faction that is struggling is probably very internally balanced because a competitive build,
2: a competitive faction, a competitive player
0: lean heavily on imbalance, right? Game imbalance, list imbalance, unit imbalance, Is what competitive players use to get ahead before the game has even begun. And if you're not utilizing those things, then you're at a disadvantage against any player who is close to as good as you. And so, you know, no, you're not going to lose every game or win every game because you're utilizing, you know, a list which has a 55 to 45, you know, kind of like win rate versus your opponent. Because you have a five percent more, ten percent more chance to win, it's not going to be an every time. But if you're looking for consistent results at a high level tournaments against consistent good players, you are almost exclusively going to be trying to utilize things that are imbalanced in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't play. We don't play historical like historical games where every unit has basically exactly the same stats and just has a slightly different name or something like that right like there are decks there are rules there are tactics cards there are all sorts of imbalances in the game like imbalance is what we play for we don't want it to be completely equal otherwise that's completely boring and utilizing your imbalance to the best of your ability is part of being a good player.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I spoken about this before that I think there are factions that are balanced or well balanced and factions that are imbalanced. We can talk about multiple factions. Like, I mean, Targaryens is probably one of the best factions out there to talk about this in that they are relatively internal balanced but you know that they're not balanced across the whole game relative to the game itself and the way it plays out. Because you look at Drogo and go, he's clearly the best. Every other option isn't really that good, if you think of competitive builds. And they run seven-point units in the shape of Unsullied Sawmasters and Unsullied Pikemen, which other factions look at and go, those are pretty good. And they can't make them work. (laughs) Um, Which... Like, that's depressing. If you've got some 7-point units which people look at and say they want them, and you can't make them work in builds, that's not good. Um,
0: so were eight. Nine,
1: nine? Nine really? when were 9? <laughs> 9 when they got released, yeah, because they were at the same point as veterans originally. Um, then they got reduced to 8 in 2021, and in Season 1 got reduced to 7, and they are still not very good. Um, Remember Flame men used to cost
0: 10? They
1: had a 2 plus armor save.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they weren't worth 10.
1: They were probably worth 30
0: but, back but then. Like, <laughs> can you imagine what a unit would have to have these days for us to say, yeah, I'd buy that for 10?
1: Well, the the only unit in the game that you can spend 11 points on, I believe anyone to tell me I'm wrong here, Um, there's two units you can technically do it with, but Gregor in Flayed Men or Gregor in Knights of Castle Rock are the two units you can spend 11 points for. Nothing else is more expensive in the game, except the one kind of exception. uh, What about
0: Honor Guard with Robert Strong?
1: Yeah, as I say, uh, Honor Guard (laughs) with Robert Strong um, plus, plus you have to buy Kyburn. yeah i know right <laughs> uh that that that's if anyone does that, i'm sorry <laughs> uh on,
0: sell me isn't is sell me still three or is no. sell me two now
1: so, sell sell me two uh you're only three if you've got relentless. Yeah, Or Robert Strong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, effectively, like, obviously, there like, is... attachments, particularly Relentless attachments, bring yeah. a lot of units of 10 points, and they are actually being played. They have been some of the, you know, n- not since 2021, and Relentless can't make a ranger attack, but they were the most dominant, most disgusting thing that the game's ever seen, crossbowmen with uh, Watch Captain. Mm-hmm. But, like, basically the barrier to, like, I would spend 10 points on this unit is it must activate twice. There Dude, is. That is. Like, it has to.
1: There are units out there that have an effective cost higher. So, this is actually quite important. Now, I know we can talk about effective costs in terms of like abilities and what we would price them at. That's not what I mean. But, um, units that you can create in the game that are actually more expensive than that. So, um, it is possible in Greyjoys and in Free Folk to create units. That are 11 points on the board. Uh, in Rattleshirt, follows a bow, uh, So Bono's Chosen is a 9 point. You take a 10 point unit by including Harmer's Bannerman and then using Regroup and Reform to put a 2 point attachment in there instead of. So you can have Harmer and Rattleshirt or Tormund and Rattleshirt together, uh, making an 11 point unit. Um, and in Greyjoys, you can do all of that with either uh, Carl and Asher, although you really wouldn't do it with Carl and Asher. You could do it with Reek and Theon, or you could do it with any two-point attachment or three-point attachment. I don't, Yeah, you could do it with Victorian in Silence Men, and uh, the... What's the guy called? What's the fucking guy called. The Reaver Captain is the set, because he can be double-up as an attachment, right? So you spend 11 yeah. u- points on that unit, and then you have dagmar commander you steal regroup and reform and you make that a 12 point unit it's actually the most expensive unit you can have in the game uh um, no, no
0: no no you can quite easily take the, oh, yeah. take the black on the multiple things yeah and end up your original 10 yes Can't get plus to 12. however many points actually, of attack 13,
1: 13 i think is the maximum then
0: Oh, you could, I mean, you could oh, take, you two, take two two point. I mean, you could take a three point relentless attachment; it just wouldn't do anything no, for Robert you. No, Robert
1: Strong. <laughs> you take Robert Strong. Yeah, and, well, then, you and then you take like a two point attachment. Yeah, yeah.
0: Knob you, knob could, knob. you could be. You could have Shit, actual yeah. value of fifteen points.
1: Fifteen point. There you go. That is actually the best combo mm-hmm. in the game. So, fifteen point units coming to you soon with Night's Watch because they need help. Um. So, uh, yeah. God, could you imagine if we just... How how awesome do you think it would be, right? I'm I'm not suggesting that we ever play this game competitively. But... If we, for a moment, Carlo, were to say to people... Fuck list building r- rules, right? You have to stick to a faction. And you can pick whatever you want in that faction. Make a list. But there's no attachment limits no unit limits or anything. Like, If you're really honest, you could say, you know what, fuck it, you don't even need a commander. Right? Do you think people would build massively
2: different? Um, I think there might be some real
1: memes out there that people might try.
0: Maybe. What I actually think that people should do is get rid of the attachment limit. you still got to have a commander. All right, okay. And it's you're only allowed one unit. Oh. Build the best unit you can, walk up the middle of the board, and fight your opponents one unit.
1: <laughs> okay. And there's no attachment limit.
0: Any faction, you, you get your full tactics deck, you get all sorts of stuff, you can even have NCUs, whatever you think can buff them. Oh. The best.
1: Oh. What uh, are we are we removing
0: the one single best Voltron that can exist?
1: Are we removing like influence attachment limits as well for the sake of this argument, so you can just like buff your unit uh, with literally yeah, sure, everything? Let's just fucking go.
0: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. No. No influence limits. Um, probably thirty points. One commander. I mean. Walk down the middle of the board.
1: The thing is, like, Free Folk could obviously do something pretty big and pretty nice with War and setting your morale to 5, you'd be morale 3 base. Um, And then you can do all kinds of fancy stuff with that. Um, I actually think, though, you've obviously got to look straight towards the three factions with Relentless. um, because I think the three factions with Relentless is... is, It doesn't matter how good that one unit is. Uh, Plus, Free Folk, ironically, if you only run one unit, the deck wouldn't work. (laughs) Um,
0: So... Night's Watch. Interesting. Mark. Mark. Mark says Drogo Blood cavalry instantly are only allowed four attachments.
1: And in, uh, I mean, I suppose well, you can. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, all all No, so if you remove all the restrictions, you can have Drogo's bloodriders and have Drogo and three character bloodriders in the same unit. And use the. Yeah. But actually, you could just do that with the stat profile for flayed men. So run flayed men with three character. Blood Riders and Drogo, that might be really okay, so funny, saying, yeah. And
0: they're saying that's easy, so you're eight points. Uh, I think are they two a piece, maybe? I think so, uh, yeah. Should we, yeah, um, we we'll, can't we'll call it that, so like, <laughs> you're like 14 points, Drogo's free, and you still got another 16 points to pick up three NCUs. You pick <laughs> up, uh, yeah, but it won't work, Mickey. You can, no, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'll have to buy this unit, but
1: I know, I can put them in as a, a but person. that,
0: but. It, and offices. No, but that doesn't work. You can't use Relentless 12 times. So it has to be a real unit that, like... See, now, I'm still saying Night's Watch. I still think that you'd be better off. Uh, if your opponent has to attack you, I maybe wonder if Veterans are your best choice. Though, you know, like, obviously, obviously, I think that Swan Brothers have a, have a strong shot there, too. But, see, now... It is interesting that the cavalry, the Drogo cavalry option, has a nice advantage because um, you you can't be assassinated. My first thought is yeah. is that everybody's full of attachments, so you're going to use assassinate. And you're yeah, everyone's going to have an used, expert
1: duelist as well. you're going to use
0: Vargo, who distinctly is an expert duelist, and you can also add an expert duelist if you can. Uh, but you have to think about like Whose tactics cards are going to help you the most um, Being able to run A huge deep Night's Watch deck Onto this unit as well Has to help I'd, I'd be interested to know Like it'd be It would actually be A fun Fun concept are They all two They are all two yeah. But
1: Cholo Do you really want Battle Scars On a unit of fucking Flayed Men No He's not actually. He's probably not worth taking. Actually, you probably take Jorah Mormont, the two-point attachment Jorah Mormont, um, for stubborn tenacity with Drogo, rather than I don't think Fuel by, uh Battle Scars is worth it in a one-on-one duel. You're gaining Sundering, and that's it. Um. And you've got the buffs from da- from Daenerys, you have Zarrow for the extra dice or blocking, uh re-rolls, and you can barry block as well, which is insane against some factions for you know, what is dead when you finally kill that one unit. LOL, what is dead? I'm still alive. Fuck you. Um anyone, anyone
0: in the chat or, or in the comments afterwards, tell us tell us tell us your best your best unit. And you surely go. you're buying three NCUs as well, right? So like that's gonna take at probably least buy- a chunk of 12 you can actually take more there's
1: nothing suggesting you couldn't take more like support ncs like Tycho.
0: no but like surely you could spend the points better on this on on another attachment another ability for this unit cavalry maybe
1: not though that's the thing with only limits yeah you know so cavalry would be more tempted to take like varus and Tycho to do like chip damage or control or whatever um but yeah uh (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, Dion. Dion. Dion's D1, D1, trying to trying to get around it with the bail on NCU, but I think we're going to have to say you lose because you got no you got no units left on the board. as yep. Soon as your unit is dead, you've lost the game. So yeah, you know, what is dead is a very powerful, powerful thing. To the last, to the last. Who wants who wants to who wants to propose something with to the last?
1: Yeah, Baratheon's
0: shout. You know, like hardened to the last. On Baylor plus throw Victorian in there for uh, a second activation. I mean presumably we're just gonna go face to face and like if you have Relentless, then you're just gonna get to attack twice twice as many times as your opponent once once you get into the grind.
1: So could it you could go Victorian um Carl with the Maid with the expert jewelist with the plus two morale. Um so not Carl, not Carl Maid, the other one. No, it's right, Carl Maid. Um so all of a sudden you're running silence men on Rail three? Which is pretty pretty big. Um Yeah, there should be something there. Itarian,
0: oh, Vargo, oh, Asher.
1: oh Chris Chris is
0: You got double assassinate. And yeah, Chris 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 is right that Tywin MCU. but can <laughs> Lannisters build anything worth <laughs> worth having? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You're gonna have to win in that one turn. Oh, but it's worth <laughs> it, though. It's so worth it. What
1: <laughs> Tywin? What abilities did you switch off? I switched off this long fucking list. Here. <laughs> it's the most valuable Tywin bomb you've ever seen. Um. Oh. Triple,
0: triple, triple token as well. So,
1: yeah, it's yeah. Ah, uh, you Oh, imagine, imagine running on Commander as Greyjoy's, and then just getting this fueled by. Uh, sorry, so Discord check at the start of the round, that'd be hilarious. Um
0: You know, you know, uh I think I think <laughs> I think Desmond's right that uh gold company officer actually has a real value bush out here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for two points to not be targeted by all that stuff is
1: uh
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh actually this is gonna lead very conveniently into another talking point. So Carlo We haven't had a question in far too long. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that we're going to have got asked, but we haven't had one and it is linked to this. So what is the least used attachment in the game? Now there's a couple of caveats here. I did not include anything from the hero box threes that we've seen released. So the likes of Lannister, Night's Watch, Free Folk, and Stark Hero Box 3, purely because their time period has been so low that they haven't seen mm-hmm. much play. If you include them, there is a very hilarious result uh, at the least played thing
0: but, in the game. Uh, oh, but we're including like, Greyjoys too, yeah? Yes,
1: yeah. Just Hero Box 3 is not included. I also didn't include uh, like Drowned Men, I think, for their attachment. Mm. And obviously Gold Company, because they've only just come out.
0: So, I mean, like, my instant thought is, I mean, possibly just because somebody mentioned him before in the chat, uh, my thought jumps to Makaro, for some reason. He's I just not, don't think anybody feels Makaro, ever. He's not
1: the least used
2: attachment. Do you
1: know what is? Uh,
2: it's
0: a pretty yeah, good shout. Mr. Matt said Makara too. um Macara has oh, 23,
1: 23 plays. He's nearly at the bottom. Nearly at the bottom for attachments.
0: Oh, yeah. D1. D1. One of Jora, The, the, the two-point Jora attachment for okay. infantry. Okay. Okay. We're getting there. Which... Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, the one... The one that kills himself the one that, <laughs> the one that kills himself to like put one token on your opponent or something absolutely dog shit.
1: So Jorah the Andal has seen a total of 32 plays across 2021 alright? Okay. Jorah Penitent Betrayer get this 20 plays across nearly a year and a half of gameplay <laughs> it's been seen Twenty times. He is the least used attachment in the game.
2: There we go. As far
1: as the, there is another little thing on there uh, that I didn't add. Uh, people are saying Devon Seaworth. I'm pretty sure I did nah, check this, but I, I disagree. No,
0: I think I think Devon would be at least like 40.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's 68 when you account yeah, for that.
0: Yeah. He's well popular. Look at yeah. that. He gets used one percent of the time, guys.
1: Yeah, so Jorah is like, what is it, sub-penitent portrayal is like 14 across the whole thing. Like It's tiny, absolutely tiny. Um, There is a caveat here as well in that neutral data, because it only counts for neutrals in neutrals when you look at the play rate, is a bit off. Um, So I did think initially like Dreadfort Captains, but it's very hard to actually assess that because... Gary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the real question is, is what? What's the lowest pick rate percentage as a, as yes. opposed to like the yeah. actual number? And and there we see like you know fourteen gets picked four percent of the time inside neutral armies, which mm-hmm. is way, way, way higher than point four of the time.
1: Now, interestingly, there is one attachment, and this uh, I'll I'll tell you it's a neutral attachment. Okay. So, bear in mind that this is neutrals inside neutrals, so not neutrals in other factions. There is one attachment that I could find that has not seen play in Season 1.
0: It won't even be in the list.
1: It, ha- it will be in the list. I-, I think it is in the list, because it has games from last season, I believe. Or some data that it's not from its own faction, right?
0: Okay, but right. It's, yeah, not,
1: yeah. it's not seen playing its own faction whatsoever. I'll give you a clue it's a neutral. Because I, I can't say how many games it has been in. Not, not sensible.
0: Uh, i think what neutrals there are. Um,
1: if anyone can get it in chat, a neutral you don't, you don't get
0: anything in the Mama box, do you? No, they're not. They're not just so bad I've forgotten about them. Nope. Uh, there's the Hedge Knight. Both of those two variants. They're very popular. They get played uh, a lot, yeah. Wouldn't be them. Um, nothing from that, nothing in the sources.
2: Um uh, Should I give you a hint? It is a
1: named character. A relatively famous named character. It's not obviously the commanders.:
0: The neutrals never use Jackin attachment.:
1: He sees play. Not much. But he does see play and he has seen play in season one. Mm. Mikel, with the first guess in chat, yeah. is correct. Brienne. Neutral Brienne. Brienne has she's, she's literally the, in the whole game. Never seen play. She's got oh, a, now it's called hands, but she's got a ranking of minus 0.341, which means that probably, given her overall games played. She probably has seen very little play outside of neutrals, but she has not seen play in neutrals in Season 1. At all.
0: Not NAM.
1: Jesus. She saw 21 games in neutrals in the last patch. Uh, there will be some games where she's not played in neutrals. A couple. Um, but I'm not... I obviously can't search these on the site. That's ridiculous. Um, Brienne of fucking Brienne Which is... As you say, the nicest fucking model in the game, probably as a solo infantry. Um, crazy. Crazy. Yeah,
0: she's not that bad. Like, yeah, but she's just. Where would you put her? Mm
2: hmm. This is the point you where. Have put, you have to put a faction in. I have to put a faction. Oh. Yeah.
1: I was worried there'd be, like, no lists. I mean... Okay.
0: I mean, one, two, some lists have been built. They're
1: nine. Never... Yeah. Nine They're
2: lists have really been built. Been
1: played. That's a tiny list as well. Yeah! I mean, I'm checking the, the actual, like, scroll bars. I mean, wow. She appears in, again, neutral without getting played. Some lad... <laughs> I built a journalist.
0: A four-two, yes. please four two. activation John.
1: I really wish it told us who the player was uh, easily. I really hope that this is uh, Scabman <laughs> 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 for, for it being a journalist. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, I, I I'll show you, I'll show you some tricks. Well, let's
0: find out who that player is. Yeah, yeah. So you do copy this bit, uh, right? Go, uh, go, go, go up to your top bar. Yep. Uh, and you copy the bit. Uh, let me just uh, work it
2: out for myself. Uh, you have to copy um, the
1: player ID bit, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for, and I, I need to bring it up myself. Don't worry, guys. Great content. Keep uh, stick with us. Uh, yeah, yeah. The bit that says uh, the bit EU that West. After, after player but before list. Copy that entire thing. What and
2: then,
0: a legend. Um, and then go to player rankings. Uh, if you now you uh, just click on, there you go. Yeah, a here guy he is. called
1: Ben Ebberts. So if you know a Ben Ebberts near you, that man is a bit of a legend. He's not even played a game on the on the site and recorded anything, but man, does he uh, does he build a John list with Brienne of Tarth? Who gives a shit at that point? Um
2: But he's never played game.
1: He's never played again. <laughs> Not on the site. No. Maybe he has. Maybe he's preparing that list to take the meta by storm.
0: Take U.S. Nationals by storm.
1: Uh, Baratheons have actually quite a few list builds. You know, a bit more of a healthy. You know what, you know,
0: people. If 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 you're a Barra fanboy, you're a Brienne fanboy, aren't yeah. you? Like they they come hand in hand.
1: There's a couple of lists where she definitely has never won a game because is the commander. Um couple of drogos there as well for targs. And did Greyjoys pick her up? Oh my god. She probably appears the most in Greyjoy lists. <laughs> you know what we were saying about those greyjoy uh, greyjoy attachments that are really good value for money? <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Greyjoys
0: neutrals, guys. Greyjoys love neutrals. I'm not there even joking. They were supposed to be this non-neutral, non-cavalry faction, and they are the most neutral synergistic outside maybe of Lannisters.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Tim Tim Whitney's comment there in chat that I have to read out. He uses Brienne every week in (laughs) D&D. Yeah, fair. Um, On the same vein, we were just talking about it, uh, what do you think the least used NCU is? I'll give you a clue. He's been mentioned in today's episode already.
2: Least used, mm.
0: uh, is it Makaro?
1: It is. It is Makaro, Yes. Yay! Uh, there we go. Again, I I took the most recent releases. I didn't really check them, uh, just because I thought they'd be low anyway. Uh, but Makaro has 24 uses. Uh, the lowest I could find on the site. Again, I took Jack and Hagar and other com- like attack uh, the neutral ones out of it because. Most of the neutrals will see easily more than that. Um yeah. 24. And he's not doing terribly. He's not doing well. He's not doing terribly for 24 games. So, uh, given that Greyjoys suck. so
0: <laughs> yeah, That's an interesting point by Mr. Matt, right? Yeah. One of the things, one of the reasons why Greyjoys suck, right, like competitively, why every single one of their things is just like a cut rate version of somebody else's is because their thing is outflank. Yes. And outflank is worthless. <laughs> yes. Right? So that is, that's the big issue, right? And, and, and he's right that if outflank was good and therefore Reaver Captains were good and therefore Reaver Captains can only go inside Greyjoy Units, and would be additional attachments and all these things, then suddenly the faction works, and doesn't need cavalry, and doesn't need XYZ. Outflank is just a bad ability, and that's why they don't function well as their their faction, or they don't function as their faction sort of like should intend to function.
1: The, uh, yeah, I was talking about Outflank earlier today, actually. Um, and one of the things that really cropped up to me was, you know, if you can compare Outflank to Endless Horde, right, as a as a card. And I know Endless Horde, we've just had the discussions before. I'm not talking about power level here, but from a pure design perspective, Endless Horde makes people want to take horses all the time. So, you know, Outflank could do the same, have the same effect on the game. If you were to compare them from a zero points cost like, if there was zero points cost involved with having that unit in outflank um, and the you know the unit didn't impact your list building, then it probably wouldn't be too bad. But taking activation and a huge chunk of points off the board that potentially don't get to activate early on in the game is an issue. Um, and it's all pushed to one zone that we've discussed before with things like field control and other things is an issue. Um, yeah. And on top of all of that, Horse is the most contested zone because of the way the game is played and Baelish's prominence. Um, it's easy to block. So never mind the points cost of the unit. Outflank, if you, if the unit was completely free, it would probably be very good because Endless Sword is very good. But the moment you have any of those negatives, it suddenly drops down in value considerably. Um, yeah. I actually, I am of hey. the opinion now that if you want outflank in the game then outflank should be horses they come on active uh, unactivated non horse they come on activated
0: yeah you have to you have to decouple it from a single zone which means that you can definitely bring them on in round 1
1: yes or or even have just them have them you can deploy this unit at the start of a round on any round activate the yeah. old outflank right you just at the start of a round you can deploy it um
0: which yeah wasn't trash it it would it would probably have to come on activated right otherwise yeah um otherwise you're just gonna like go oh well i'm first all right i'll just put this thing in your rear and and charge you charge you in the rear kind of thing but yeah
1: which does happen
0: um, jesse i i don't think the point the points isn't the issue i mean like point points cost can you know, you can get around how shit something is by making it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. But even at zero points, people will pick Reaver Captains, but then they won't use outflank if they know what they're doing Um, most of the time. The outflank rule itself just
1: doesn't work well. No. Um, so yeah, uh, Makoro, the least used NCU, but you know, as I say, not doing terribly. By no stretch, the worst NCU for Greyjoys. Um, Okay. So we haven't had any questions in far too long and by far too long, I mean uh, recently, I've got a couple or one last thing before I start talking about event questions and things like that. Um, How many users are there on the site with recorded games?
0: So you mean how many players are ranked? Yes. Uh,
1: Again, this I is very over, easy to check.
0: Over two thousand.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Like two point two. Go on, give me more significant like, digits. More than that. um no, you are right. I want a more deep, more close to the detail. Two point two. What? Yeah. Watt. Yeah.
0: Um, uh,
1: 2,260 oh falling at the last hurdle 2,225 which is quite a nice number um, yeah. 2,225 uh, now this last statistic I didn't bother checking because this is something that you tend to check a lot Carlo so I was going to rely on you 100% here without asking you uh, Paul said at least 7 players good guess <laughs> I can confirm at least seven. Uh, Although, of the 225,000 accounts, I may have made 220,000 of them. Uh, So... um, How many games have been played? Do you know?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I have an
1: answer, but it's not a good one.
0: uh, So, for a start... um... Those numbers that you see on the faction pages um have 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 some results taken
1: out of them right yep. um uh, for mirrors right specifically
0: uh no 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 it doesn't remove mirrors it removes uh, it only those those stats which are ninety to ninety five percent of games for a start top level mm-hmm. um our only 40 point games yep we only analyze 40 points because uh otherwise the um otherwise the whole activation count thing fall, falls apart right like it'd get really really messy if we were uh talking about other activation counts um things that get all over the place uh, i would have to give you a ballpark figure which i think um
2: I think that there's about two I think there's about two thousand a month.
0: Okay. For the past five months. I'm gonna go with like I might be overshooting now. I think there might be seven thousand season one result.
1: 7,000 season one, okay.
0: Yeah, and I think
2: that there was slightly
0: more, maybe 10,000 2021
1: results. Cool. Your homework for next week (laughs) is to try and give us an up-to-date value for that, as of, say, like, when you can, so, like, Sunday night, right, or whenever. There you go. Uh, But you reckon, as of right now, in the Commander rankings, definitely... Yeah, if we're we're talking
0: about Season 1, then I think there's about 7,000 results. If Mm -hmm. you're talking about ever since 2021 was released, I think you're talking 17,000 results. And ballpark figures.
1: Cool. The reason I asked you this question, and it's it's really hitting home a point that most people here already know. Uh, If you're watching and you're playing 17,000 games at uh, two hours uh, a game, that would be uh, just a quick bit of maths, but 34,000 hours. That's a long time.
0: Um, Which is roughly equivalent to how much Tony ground there is.
1: <laughs> just about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the point being is that I know we've said it forever, right, and we say it but so often, but at this point it's really worth pointing out to players that like the data that the site collects is far greater than literally anybody will ever experience of song in their life. Like there's not even a discussion on it anymore. Um, And the reason I wanted to mention this uh, is because like, we still get questions like, oh, the data's not to be trusted or the data doesn't show the full picture, right? And people saying, yeah, but I want to know the why of the data rather than the what. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, you should 100% question it and say, maybe, okay, what makes this better than this? Or why is this ranked better than this? You know, really evaluating what the data tells you is important. Um, but don't question it being like, "Ah, oh, that's clearly wrong. <laughs> uh this is you know four years nearly worth of solidly playing song that no one in their real world would ever do (laughs) um and that's a ballpark figure so yeah uh it's a lot it's a lot of song that's a lot that's a lot of song do you think you could play four years of a song of ice and fire against me directly straight with no sleep
0: is that is that is that four years and hours? Is that yeah, what it roughly, was? roughly,
1: roughly, yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: That... <laughs> Ross Ross says that, Ross says that he has three thousand six hundred hours of TTS, but that's because <laughs> he leaves it on, on overnight sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I have something like eight
1: thousand hours. I, I, of I find it actually
0: super interesting. I mean, the game's basically been out for four years, right? Like yeah uh we... kind of like an hour it is basically it basically been as if as if once the game came out you started playing song and you never stopped
2: for the past 4 years for anything
1: we actually collect the data right you could argue we collect the data at twice the rate Other than that because the site's only been really really running for about just over 2 years now um mm-hmm in terms of, like, the global collection rate. So, um, and 1.6 data is not included here, which, you know, there was a significant portion of games that would have occurred in that first year in 1.6. So we're collecting data at a rate that's double the speed of you just sat there playing the game every single moment of your life.
0: Uh, Maybe some people finish their game in an hour.
1: Maybe, (laughs) maybe, yeah,
0: maybe. A few more than few. Yeah
1: um That's crazy, there, right? That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's
0: uh, it it is, it is. I mean, yeah, like 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 we say, that's just since 2021. Um, <clears throat> um, back uh, yeah, you know, like um, I just had a I had a quick look at the numbers. Yeah, basically we get we get like two and a half thousand submissions every single month. Um, which yeah, I mean that's basically like a hundred games every single day. Um which is pretty crazy numbers uh really really good from what they used to be um you know i was really really happy when we first reached like a thousand a, a thousand a month mm-hmm. that was like uh during the peak of like 1.6 um it was it was it was it was, at, it was at that um it has actually peaked for 2021 uh or uh, for season one it is actually on a downward trajectory uh this is a trend which i've observed loads of times which is that people um there is a flurry of interest and activity in the the two the two three months there um a balance is redone Mm -hmm. and then uh and then and then it tapers away whether or not that's interest in the game or interest in submitting to the site i can't Prove to you one way or another but i believe that it's an interest in the game right like um i could i could uh you know you you could you could turn around and say to me yeah people just don't submit anymore but i i think that most people who submit submit relatively persistently and consistently and if they stop submitting it's also a symptom of them being less interested in the game anymore if Now, that doesn't mean that you have to submit to be interested in the game, but if you start submitting and submit consistently, then chances are if you stop submitting, it's because you've moved on to a different game or you're not so interested in song, you're not attending tournaments anymore. So overall, that decline that we see, I think is a a dwindling of people's interest in the game as a whole. Mm -hmm. Not massive, you know, but we're just talking, you know, like a drop in like 10% or something like each month maybe. Over that peak, after two, three months, where people are most interested, which is again comes back to this idea, and maybe I'm talking about I'm specifically from the very actively engaged, competitive community that I think that people would love to see balanced done on a six monthly basis. That would help continually regenerate uh, interest and rejuvenate the community. Um, the huge drop off we always see. And, and and it is partly a problem uh the humongous drop-off we see in what i believe is genuinely play rate as well as submission rate is if a update is announced yes then people stop playing what is currently out like instantaneously Yeah. as soon as you give visions and flames in november nobody will nobody will organize a tournament Nobody will play games. Everybody will just discuss what they want to be changed, what they don't like about the game, what they think is going to get fixed. And then be three months later when they're still waiting for it, nobody's played a game
2: in forever. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah.
1: Fair. Um, on that note, right, we are going to move on to events. Okay. Uh, got some questions with events some bits and bobs that you might may or may not know um but it would not be a review of the year without some review of course of some models yes uh i will tell you who did these afterwards but we have uh, a stark sworn sword unit painted up in uh, a mixture of the reds and blues we see here um there are some questions associated with this entry, as I uh, okay. quickly look them up. Um, so, um, where are we? I do apologise. I have to. Uh...
0: Yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim's right as well. You know, it can just be time of the year. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it can be that a lot more people, you know, are out on some holidays. Um and just generally, you know, like want to be outdoors in the summer of some places. Um, um and, and yeah, Paul, you know, like it is interesting about the visions. Um I think the visions they, they drove interest in the game in general, but not in playing it, only in discussing it. Um so
1: yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Right. Let's give it. Let's see. So, uh, probably front is probably the best shout for this. There are some changed heads in this unit. Yeah, I
0: already noticed that. Yes? I I already thought this was the question.
1: Good. Can you identify what models those changed heads are from?
0: Mm, Okay. Uh, Front right. Front right. uh, he's He's a Stormcrow mercenary. Correct. Um, the Banner Bearer. Okay. I think that he's an Empire Flagellant.
1: And you would think correctly.
0: Cool. Uh, The guy next to him is also, I'm pretty sure, Empire. Um, He definitely Games Workshop. 100% he's a Games Workshop head. I think he's an Empire head. And I think it maybe comes from the Swordsman
1: box. I think you're incorrect with that one.
0: Is he is he Imperial Guard?
1: No. You were right with Empire. No?
0: Okay. Continue uh, on. There's, there's
1: one guy in the I think believe in the second row.
0: In the second row. Uh is that um is that Number Berserker, the guy with the black beard? It is not. He's um, not a Number Berserker. Okay.
1: He is he's actually the third of uh, of this trio which are the three that you've mentioned there are all Empire flagellants.
0: Oh, they're all flagellants. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they are from the same box. Uh Chris uh, And Back Chad. right. I feel like back right is possibly like a dark sword miniature. This guy like... on the, the the front right to me now.
0: Well, uh front right the now. brown hair. Yeah, I don't know I don't know the um and they're, they're the new they're the new swordsman, right? Um yeah, New Sculpts. The New Sculpts, which I don't know that well. Um, I, I don't think that that's an original head, though, is it?
1: It's not an original head for these Sculpts, but the clue I can give you is it is an original head for the Seamon A Song of Ice and Fire miniatures line.
2: Hmm. Can I see him from the front again?
1: Yeah, they, they don't, you can't quite see him very well from the front. But this is over here, him in the back right corner.
2: I, doubt I
0: can't place him. That's really.
1: Rob Stark. Rob it Stark's head. It. Yes. There you go. And there is one more, which you can't see from the front very well at all, right? But you can see him here in the back left with the blonde hair. That Jamie? That's not Jamie. No, this is. Uh, again, it's not a great angle for it. Jesse went for Jamie as well, alas. Is,
0: is he? Is he? Is he Simon?
1: No. No, this uh, the one uh, with the blonde hair is not Simon. Uh, this is really hard because it's not a good picture of his face.
2: Uh,
0: Don't suppose he's like an elf. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. What is minich- he gone? go on
1: what? No 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 yeah. Is yeah. He an he's an elf. Is he an elf? Is he a high elf or or a wood I elf? I don't know. He I don't know which. I only know he's an elf and I but I do know where he's from. Which no. line or which game is he mantic. Not mantic. No. He's from a game. I, or I give up. He's a Blood Bowl elf, specifically. Bowl one of the Blood Bowl elf. elves. There you go.
0: Mm, uh, probably a <laughs> one, like well.
1: one, ah. one saying Legolas, high off Spearman and Hero Quest figures, yeah. Uh, but there you go. There is. There's uh, Carlo getting his... Uh, got the Flagellants, at least. And yeah. he did get your Stormcrow merc. So, two out of four is not too bad. Uh, nearly a meatloaf. So um these were sent us uh through from friend of the show uh and all-round nice guy lucas aurelius we featured loads of his stuff on here before he just sends me these shit guys so you can look through them so it can be on here they are beautiful miniatures um he does a very good job on all these and he enjoys just sending random stuff to us to for us to look at if anyone else wants to do the same really just send me a message with it on and i will put it up on here It's really important to show the cool work that people do um carlo out of ten, what would you like to rank this unit as?
0: A really, really solid zero.
1: <laughs> of course. There we go. It's
0: a nice, it's a nice, strong red. I do actually, I actually, and I really like the cream, the cream red blue. Nice scheme. Very really good.
1: It is nice, isn't it? Uh, it reminds me of like a proper, like like a real umber. Like I, I can imagine those working really well for like an umber scheme. Um, yeah. Together. So yeah. Uh, thank you very much for that. Lucas Aurelius so on to events god forbid tournaments so a couple of questions here first of all Carlo um do you know what the first entry on the Hall of Champions is in the original Hall of Champions
0: the original Hall of Champions.
1: Yeah, there's actually two answers I'm going to ask for here, so bear that in mind. Uh... The original Hall of Champions, who was the first person on the list?
2: I don't remember when I built the Hall of Champions.
0: Um. Oh, you're going to not like these questions then. <laughs> no, but like I, I don't remember, because it wasn't when I built tournaments, right? Like, they, the Hall of Champions came much later. Um okay. Okay. I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean the first tournament ever run on the site was um was War for the Wall number 1 in Durham. Yes. Was that the Hall of Champions? Yes, Is that in the Hall of Champions? You,
1: you are the first entry on the oh, Hall I of
0: Champions I built. I didn't think that I put the Hall of Champions in at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the first entry with Lancers. Now uh, I did actually add a caveat oh, oh, to the
0: question. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. The Hall of Champions existed, but you didn't used to get cups attached to your profile.
1: Yes. That came much, much later. Much, 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 much later. I mean, is cups haven't even existed until the second variant of the site, right? So uh, the, the variant yeah. we see now, um, or the second major variants. Uh, So, what was the first, and I use the term here, non-self-hosted event that was ever run on the site? What I mean by that is, War for the Wall was obviously the first event that we ran, and then we ran um, the first TTS tournament as well, uh, was the second uh, tournament on the site. What Mm. was the first non-self-hosted event on the site? See if you're going back or your memory going back all the way.
2: Did So we had Wall for the Wall and we had the NRG did... one. Did the Germans run an event?
1: They did, but it wasn't the Germans. Not
0: for okay. the first event. I don't know. I don't know. You're That's last fair me.
1: enough. This will actually ring doorbells and it does it, it, when I looked back I was like, Oh shit, was that really it? Um Starting on May the I think it was 13th, but forgive me if I was wrong with that date. Um, May the.
0: Uh, no, I'll unfortunately, just... be... for the Polish, the Polish community only really embraced it maybe a year ago at most. It's a good uh, guess, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, but the polls, the polls haven't. Weren't,
1: weren't there on day one? No. I believe the very first event was on the thirteenth of May, but I'd have to check the date. It might be the thirtieth. Um, and it was assault on River Run, the Australian slash New Zealand TTS event.
2: Ah, oh, yeah, mm. yeah.
1: But next question, and this is kind of linked together. What was the first non-self-hosted, so non-run-by-you or people we know, event that was run on the site in person, and thus had also the first entry into the Hall of Champions that isn't you.
2: Um...
1: Let's see if you know. Who was the first person outside of you to inaugurate the Hall of Champions?
2: There was a name that kept I feel like... It's actually really appropriate, I think. I I think it's... I
0: think it's... Either Bob or Larks. You think it's
1: Bob or Larks?
0: Yeah, I feel like Sunday Slaughter ran an event quite... Gameshaven ran an event very early. And the Germans ran an event very early.
1: I am going to tell you. You have a fifty percent chance of getting this correct.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Larks just because Larks was an absolute pioneer of the busted as fuck awful builds, and I know that that filled a large part of what was the um, early tournament wins.
1: Now I'm talking about 1.6. Remember here. Oh wow!
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> you've forgotten that we that I existed in 1.6. Yeah. But you are still right with your two guesses. One of them is right. Bob's or lark. Bob I mean, or larks. So I mean, it sounds like it's not larks then. I mean, <laughs> is it Bob? <laughs> it is Bob. Bob won a ten-man uh, Ohio event at uh, at Games Haven. Um, all the way back at the start of 1.6. Uh, there's a first in-person tournament wasn't us on the site Um, and it was Bob and I say it's a very appropriate name because he's still here you know uh, Bob is still around do you know what faction he won with there's an interesting one for you back Uh,
0: in 1.6 I'll go with I think back to 1.6
1: remember it's Bob as well
0: yeah I think so obviously uh, Stark Stark's were Dominant 1.6 1.6 at that kind of time. I think that Mother of Dragons was out. But Much I'm later gonna go Mother of Dragons. Uh, I, think, I think he won with Night's Watch.
1: He did. Yeah, first uh, first entry there yeah. was with uh, Bob with Night's Watch. Uh, Ariakas then won. Um, TTR NRG won uh, later on um so this event actually happened before NRG rg1 finished um yeah. and yeah bob was the winner with night's watch so there you go and he's still around today uh still you know hopefully piloting his night's watch as well um but yeah uh and back on the no weekend. no
0: russ uh, <laughs> bob, bob only plays free folk now that they're now that they're massively op
1: yeah um we had uh the likes of ariakas winning with the starks uh Antonio Scorpio winning the, the Festin of Cock. Um, back in the day, French Arius winning Assault on Riverrun with his Lannisters. We had a couple of uh, you know, Deoxys Free Folk and Psychopath with his Free Folk names that are coming back. Um, yeah, uh, all the way back in
2: do, 1. You, 6. do you remember the Viper?
1: Yes, I do. Many a game against him.
0: Still no idea who he is but uh, he disappeared, never he, to return. He
1: dis- disappeared. Um, uh, Israeli? Uh, is that right? Israeli? Yeah, Israeli uh, player.
0: He claimed, claimed, claimed his country of origin was Israel,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very dominant in 1.6 matters. And did briefly play, I think, in 2021, like had some games appear, and then never really yeah. made it back to the game. Um But yeah, so that was all the way back, all the way back then. Now, this next stat is a little bit fudged. And the reason I say fudged is because, well, you'll understand as soon as I asked it, right? Um, Between the old site, back when the site went live, so you think War of the Wall being number one, through to today, just before Tournament Ground starting, how many... Tournaments had entries in the Hall of Champions. How many would you like to guess?
0: Uh, I'll go with
2: Seven, 600. 600.
1: It's actually, and this is the bit that I was surprised by, it's considerably less. It comes in at a nice and healthy 372 overall. Um, the reason I say this number is fudged is because there are a number of events, as we know, which don't necessarily make it to full like fruition. You know, people will make an event and not have a winner. Uh, Because they don't have any entries, so it gets deleted. There's no winner. Sometimes people like one-man events, and they win their own event, and it's like, well, whatever. But we can kind of say that there have been 372 events up till today that have been successfully run on the site. Um, Which, for two years, bearing in mind, you know, this is two years now, pretty much since we started. Um, Two years at 372, 52 Averaging seven a week? No, half that, 3.5 a week.
0: Three a week? Yeah. It, the rate used to be much, much lower. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was like yeah. one or two a week. The, the, t- t- yeah, the t- 20, t- 20, 2021 was, was yeah, like one or two a week. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, back in 1.6. Was...
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. remember, I remember that now.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Um, 372.58 in 1.6. And 314 since the release of 2021, um, which is pretty good. That's a year and a year and a half since the release. Year call it a year and a half since the release of 2021 um, to have 314 in that period of time compared to the eight or nine months of 1.6 that we had for 60 events. That's uh, the rate is obviously much much healthier, much better. Um, and we see it, you know, we see it weekly here, where we're averaging six or seven events happening, uh, at least planned to happen every week, you know, on Tony ground. So there you go, that's a lot of events.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I had like kind of assigned like a good two hundred to one point six, but clearly, you know, it took a much longer time for things to get going. Of course, you know, like, and also COVID was. Stopped there from being, um, you know, very significant amounts of um, smaller local events going on. They were like only TTS events back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, make, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, the, the, the play rate for 1.6 was, you know, you played, uh, everyone played in one event, that event ended and then a new event started up basically uh some event crossovers of course with some of like smaller regions but certainly the online scene um yeah so there you go loads and loads of stats about events and um We've got events coming up, of course. You know, we've seen the LGT run. We've got the LGT coming up. We've seen um, the Scottish GT run. We've seen the Welsh GT coming up in the UK. We've got scenes growing up in London. We've got scenes in Essex. We've got scenes in the Northampton and the central area of the UK now, the North East, uh, Liverpool, Manchester, um, Scotland, again, Wales, uh, Cardiff, Pontypool. Um, in the Poland, we've got Warsaw we've got you know Krakow we've got um the various other places Poznan and all these other places we mentioned before in France we've got the French big event happening coming later this year we've got French ha- uh, events happening all over France on the site on and off being TTS or mixture of play- uh, physical ones um Italy we've seen the rise of the Italian scene and what's happening over there um we've seen Uh, Sweden, we've seen Finland, we've seen loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of different communities rise up. Um, The US, you know, this year, especially with nationals and COVID restrictions finally easing, um, we've seen players in the US really come to the site as well, and a lot of qualifiers. Um, It's fantastic, right? It's it's brilliant. Um, We speak about the different communities from across the world all the time. And it is refreshing to know that those communities are still going. Um, On that note, uh, I actually wanted to share with you a link, believe it or not, um, from uh, a friend of the site. Again, uh, it's Timu and his 25 years of minis. Um, He actually shared with me a link to his update that he's just had over the last week, talk about his first like half of the year in review. Um talk about what he's been getting up to in Finland. You know, we'll chat with him at some point in the future, no doubt. Um but where he's up to what he's doing. So do check that out. I said yes last week. I'd love to see more content coming out from people. There seems to be a bit of a lack at the moment. Um even if it is just blogs or whatever it is that people want to run. So uh there you go. Shared with you there. Do check it out. Um, catch catch up with timu in finland um we've also got events currently going yeah we've got events that are due to close events finishing off uh Lockerbury's timed event you know with uh, the clocks and the advent of clocks and things for the game some people saying that clocks aren't necessary some people saying they are um i have to admit we so we played a game on friday right and mm-hmm. we didn't play with clocks. Yeah, um, that's because I forgot to bring it. Yeah. But actually, I, so I, I wasn't unaware. Maybe. And I was looking...
0: Uh, at the- right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I I got home and I looked at it on the desk and was like, ah,
1: oh, crap, I
0: was supposed to take that with me.
1: I actually checked. I was checking the time when we played. We went over two hours when you consider setup up a little bit. But I don't think we played over two hours. I actually think we were pretty much bang on two hours from when we started to when we finished. Um, Which is fine, because I remember looking at the time we started. Um, So yeah. You don't believe me, do you?
2: My perception is that I played for about 45
0: minutes and you played for an hour and a half. Fair enough. (laughs) That's your perception. Um, That's my perception. Yeah. Without the clock, Without the clock, I
1: can't know for sure. No, I was looking at the time, and we started at about quarter to uh, eleven, and then we finished about quarter to one, so um, give or take. Uh, but yeah, clocks appearing in the game or not appearing in the game—it's interesting to see that. I don't think they're necessary for the vast majority of the player base. Don't play with them. I actually think that I have seen more no. recently. No yeah they're they're not necessary and they're not healthy in my opinion um they i've the more i've seen clocks used the more i'm seeing mistakes and i don't mean mistakes with like gameplay mistakes as in oh i've moved this to the wrong place i mean actual ruling mistakes because people just want to get them over with quicker um and it's like well actually just what you did there was wrong like that's not how that works um and people rush and that's not the point of the clocks is to rush the point is to play quickly um so
0: yeah 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 i think that's true i do think though that like people were like oh clocks will never work for xyz reason I mean, and yet they work yeah you know like you just you use them you use them sensibly they work um yeah, people make more mistakes, but I think that that's also basically true of like tournament games. I think I think that if you want to replicate tournament situation, then then a, nothing nothing can create the same kind of time requirements, pressure requirements to make a decision and play it out um, as um, as as having a clock. Yeah, Jesse, I guess it's not about rule questions. Um it's more about like things get missed like quite regularly. I see basically like morale checks getting missed or something like that because, because people like they're just literally rushing everything. Whereas I don't think that the actual action of playing things out takes long enough that it matters. Um but they're trying to save themselves thinking time effectively. Um
1: Yeah, the which,
0: there's a difference
1: yeah. between playing quickly and rushing and I think people end up rushing and like it's little things like people are like oh I need to play this card during this trigger and it's like I'm now ready to play it waiting for that trigger moment but somebody's rushing so fast that they then miss the normal order of timings of it um, and that's a, that's a problem you're not actually playing the game at that point at the same perspective um, you know. I personally don't think I've seen that then I've seen okay. this bit, like uh-huh. especially start-of-turn triggers. Someone's like, I'm going to play this at the start-of-turn, and then someone else is like, oh, but I haven't described what I'm doing yet. And now they've kind of revealed to them what's happening and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, and yeah, Ross is right. Clocks just is a way of making you better. But um, yeah, it's... Don't let it deter from the game. If you need to have a discussion, have the discussion. If you need to have a check, being like, is this the right way this plays out? Have that check. Because getting it wrong and then going back on the game afterwards and not thinking about why it was wrong doesn't actually make you improve. Um, And certainly rules questions, I think it's an important thing to check if you're not in a timed environment with an event. Um, uh, Anyway. Stuff like that has arisen um it's all interesting, isn't it? It's all very much a go. There might be a world championship soon maybe, maybe
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, i mean yeah, yeah maybe maybe, maybe when they give more information, I'll believe it, you know like not 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 that I don't believe it, but you know until until there's some concrete information about even what date it is what date it is, or what country it's in, or anything like that, I guess. Uh, I don't really, I, I, I don't currently factor it into, like, actually existing. So, uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting to that time. There are events ongoing. We are going to perhaps give them a bit of time in the spotlight before Carlo disappears from uh, Tony Ground for a while next week. Um, we will give those events a bit of time to uh, kind of like get further into their rounds, because there are some events that we're we'll finishing, and there'll be some events that we want to look at and got more than just one round plane. But we've got things like the the TTS uh, in the second invitational that they're running, uh, so the US only event. We've got the overclocked event, which is happening this weekend, so we'll review that next week to see where that ends up going and who ends up taking that. Uh, en route to the citadel will be in a very good spot for us to have a little look at because it ends this week uh so seeing the final results there will be fantastic um we will have a look at all of those things at least next week um but between now and then we've got to talk about the events happening now that is valencia spain this saturday it is ontario at x planet games canada saturday it is Battle for the Beach at Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, I think. Or South yeah, South Carolina I'm pretty sure. Is in the North beach guys. Um US. We've got the battle for Oh, is that it this week? Wow, a light week. One, two, three events. Relatively light week. None in Poland, I think they must be having a week off. Um
0: So yeah. They did nationals. They did just, nationals. And,
1: or- yeah. And an event the other uh, and the event the day after as well right so three events happening this weekend the myrtle beach looking at 40 players um so i really hope that goes well it is in south south carolina right yeah yeah south carolina cool um i really hope that goes well uh be fantastic to see a community there um growing playing the game which we haven't seen much of um
0: i hope it's a regional doesn't doesn't mention anything but uh hopefully they uh they have been able to sort that if that's something that they want Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah definitely um and yeah all the best to all the players playing and of course if you're playing any online events as well best of luck there um carlo 100 episodes 370 odd tournaments in uh seventeen thousand plus games in uh what is your final words on two years of all of this shit? (laughs)
0: Um, I guess, I guess thank you to everybody who uses it. You know, uh, the site wouldn't exist without the users. Uh, also, um, you know, like thank you to all the Patreons who supported it, supported it over the past year or so since I launched the Patreon. Um, the Patreon was uh, sort of like a, a last ditch uh, at the time. At the time, my interest in songs and the site and tournaments, etc., were all at their uh, all at their lowest um, because you know I, I didn't like some of the things that Simon were doing, uh, particularly um, you know some of uh, some of the ways that they were uh, you know kind of marginalizing the site, particularly as well. And so I, I threw I threw out and created the the, the Patreon as sort of like a look. Uh, I I can't keep doing this by myself anymore. You know, I, I can't I can't be solely responsible for putting my time in, my effort in, and also paying for all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, those very early Patreons really did like keep the site alive. Like it would have switched off over a year ago when uh, when its usage wasn't wasn't what it is today. Um, when it was, still was, could be still considered quite a niche thing, only a TTS thing, only only uh, certain players kind of like really cared about it, hadn't kind of like got the wide wide reaching um, kind of acceptance in the community, which I think it does have now. I see, I see. Also, you know there were a lot of arguments which I didn't partake in about whether or not the whole thing was a pile of shit and uh, whether or not it meant anything. And some people, you know, some people saw the vision of what it could be, right? Like some people saw how powerful and useful it could be to the community. There are still so many more things that like I would like to do with it and make it useful and powerful to the community. But, uh, you know, like, depends, depends how much people use it, how much it grows. Like, the the honestly it's still the tip of the iceberg It genuinely tip of the iceberg of things that i think could be interesting and exciting but like to to realize them all would actually be full-time work uh and and, and that's not possible not since uh not since lockdown you know like the site was very largely produced during actual lockdown lockdowns where we weren't allowed to leave the house um I can't kind of put the same kind of work into it now that uh lockdowns don't exist, and uh, I have lots of other things going on in life again, life gets back up to speed eventually, and uh, we all play games and and uh do do other activities um so you know like there there are still so much more that can be done uh I, I try and listen to all all the things that the Patreons ask to like have the site improved and 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 i do I do bits and bobs here i have uh, I have plans to maybe make another big cleanup of the site make some more improvements to it, a 3.0 version of the site, as it were. But, you know, uh, it, it's still not the kind of uh, scale that the site could be. Um it never will be that anymore. Uh, not unless uh, not unless you want to turn around and say, uh, yeah, like, you know, we, we want to endorse this product and uh, do something with it. Um, and it will never be that now because, uh, because I work on uh, I work on an entirely separate thing, which um, is in contact with game developers, and, uh, and and hopefully will be that thing. So maybe you know it's been a very very long time in development, and it's very uh, behind schedule as things are. <laughs> when it's not just a little project that I decide to do and just if I want to make a change, I make a change. Maybe one day I'll show people that, and uh, and uh, they'll see what uh, they'll see what the stats could have been. For a song of ice and fire, if only uh, if if only Simon uh, uh, wanted it to be that. But uh, all I can say is, um, it remains. It belongs to the community. It belongs to the Patreons. It belongs to uh, to 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 everybody who plays song. Uh, so the more you use it, the more you en- get engaged with it. The more it will grow, and the better it will be. Uh, it doesn't really, you know, like it. it the site is already a very long way from what I imagined it to be and what I wanted it to be. So uh, so I'm not, I'm not precious over it anymore. I'm not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to force my views on anybody. I'm not trying to force my 3NCU meta on anybody anymore. Uh, so, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's kept it going. Thank you for everybody who's supported it. And just thank you for everybody who's used it, submitted games, uh, done anything on the site. Um, it means a lot
1: definitely um we've seen the the news site there i've had it up on screen for a while i'll just show people uh, a moment of what it used to look like back in 1.6 uh and uh some of the nicest niceties that it had and some of the absolute clunkiness that it had um it comes a long way and it comes down to the players right it comes down to you guys and we wouldn't do it carlo definitely wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you guys um I don't do anything to help the site, really. Uh, And I definitely wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't down to the community and people wanting to watch and things like that. So do appreciate it. West Coast Bannermans finally made it here for us to sign off, which is hilarious. Um, And uh, yeah, it's all down to you guys and the community. Um, If there was no community, we wouldn't bother, to put it like that. Um, And for some bizarre reason, people actually like listening to us, which... Nah,
0: they've got nothing better to listen to.
1: That's right. They've got nothing better to do. Um, So, with that, guys, we will sign off for this week. I really hope everyone has a great week of games, as a bit of a rest week, as it turns out, for most of the communities uh, for the events. And um, we will see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Ready, aim... There's too many! Anyone see my mammoth? (gasps) Stop me!